Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your <clears throat> eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night <laughs> in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Monday, October 11, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. A stupendous show coming up for you tonight. Joe Pantorno of AM New York will be joining us. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is this guy over here, <laughs> Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? Well, I would have liked to have been given the heads up. My mic was turned on before. Literally right as right as you were coughing. Well, yeah. Nicely it, Usually done. it's kept off until your little intro starts. and It was literally like five seconds you prior. Were, it was just very poorly out to timed. sabotage me, I think. Well, that's true. I will never <laughs> deny that. That's 100% true. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night. NY hanging with us on this fine Monday night. Regular season hockey is around the corner. And we got some special sponsors to remind you about before we get going. We are happy to be presented by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. It is the best place to catch the aisles when you can't be at the game. Head down for great food and drink specials, plenty of HD TVs, and in-game sound. We're also happy to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. An official partner of the New York Islanders and coming soon to the UBS Arena, November 20th, opening night, baby. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for all their great offerings. And of course, happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months. Of service. So, Christian, we made it, man. Preseason's over. Camp's over. The make-believe games are done. <laughs> it's time for the real thing. The league starts tomorrow, and the aisles start Thursday. That's right. What do you say, CA? Well, certainly a lot of <laughs> intrigue. Really? Right off the bat, yeah, huh? I want to just get okay. right into that word right now. Cool. Away. Plenty of, a lot of interesting developments Tell that us have happened what do you got? over the last couple days between the roster that the Islanders are compiling, the fact that Lou Lamarall may or may not be actually done compiling the roster yeah, that we'll see on Thursday night, which was a, an interesting comment from Barry Trotz on Saturday afternoon, and the fact that Sebastian Ajo finally getting his shot, I guess you could say, with the Islanders at the NHL level. He's obviously had a tremendous career down in Bridgeport with the then Sound Tigers, now Bridgeport Islanders. And for a lot of uh, circumstances that were out of his control, uh, you know, the ones that he had control of, he certainly he lived up to the expectation of what a player should be doing to make the NHL roster. Sure. But yep. unfortunately with the Islanders and, and the number of players that they had and the sort of depth they had at that position before... Aho didn't quite make the cut for the Islanders, and this year that's not the case. He he made the cut. I think um, obviously he had a great training camp, and what helped too was the fact that the Islanders still have a little juggling to do when it comes to staying under the salary cap and um, certain guys needing waivers and other guys not even needing waivers. And um, you know the Islanders 
have had to kind of juggle a lot of different things. The other surprise, Richard Panic, obviously not staying with yeah, the Islanders. Yeah, surprised me. The other surprise, me not calling him Thomas Panic at this point in the show. Way to go, bud! It took three or four shows, and he's but not even with the Islanders it. anymore. Well, he's not with the New York Islanders. <laughs> he's still with us. The Bridgeport. He's still, he's still with us. He's still with us. He's still alive. He's still alive. Yes, but to key in on Sebastian Aho, the man has certainly paid his dues. Yeah, talk about a guy who has been with the organization now for a while. He got a cup of coffee here or there, and it just—I just remembered that how how special that phrase is to you, actually, because I was saying that naturally, like that's something yeah. somebody would say about Sebastian Ajo's tenure here so far with the Islanders. He's got a cup of coffee, but he hasn't had the full drink yet, right? He hasn't had a, a full shot of playing with this team, and the truth is, he's not exactly getting that this time around. But this is going to be his best chance to get a decent amount of games, regular playing time, because somewhat regular. Playing yeah, time. because as we've talked about, Zdeno Chara. Andy Green, yep. long in the tooth. You're maybe need- you don't want them in there 82 games. Right. Maybe you want to get a different look. We thought maybe Gustafson was going to be that guy who would rotate in, but I think that's what we're going to see with Sebastian Ajo here. Yeah, so. I, I mean, that's the other interesting thing too, right? Eric Gustafson had a, a very good camp with the Islanders. You know, he was getting play, power play time. Um, you know, we talked about him a lot as being mm. the guy that would kind of slot in there for a yeah. Sedano Chara or a Andy Green when they needed time off. Right. And he's a guy you could easily feel comfortable with playing different roles, playing on the you know, quarterbacking that power play a little bit, mm-hmm. um, being out there in, 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 you know, a limited role. But, you know, he could he'd be able to handle himself for the most part. At least it seemed like he did. In preseason, obviously, it's a little bit of a different animal. And what didn't help either was the fact that the Islanders didn't get to play that extra preseason game in New Jersey. Yeah. Now, I don't necessarily know if that, when you look at the big picture of things, I don't know if it really changed the course of who was staying so. or who, was, who wasn't who was going to stay. Yeah, I don't think anybody's, you know, packed their bags and said, man, if I had gotten that Jersey game, it would have been a whole different ballgame. You know but it, I mean? was one, it was one last effort, right? Because that was going to be about 75% of the Islanders NHL roster that was going to play in that. New Jersey game, right. and then it was 90% that was going to play in the Ranger game in Bridgeport. Yeah. Now, the plan was also to have Ilya Sorokin start and play the full game in New Jersey. It would have been inter- interesting to see what the plan would have been for Saturday had they played the game in New Jersey. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. But just the fact that they didn't get to play the game, uh, you know, it's it's part of the storyline. It's part of the narrative, too, when you, when you look back and, and kind of try and dissect some of these decisions. Did any of that play into it? I don't yeah. think so, but certainly it's going to be part of the conversation, and um, you know, Thomas Panic staying in the, in the in the organization, obviously going down to Bridgeport. Richard. I did it. I was staying. Richard I was being facetious. No, you weren't. It was a joke. Right. It was a joke. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Richard Panic. Yeah, that's his name. Still is. I know it's his name. Yeah. I was making a joke, right. Sean. Right. Okay. No, I don't want to talk. No, I don't want to talk anymore. Okay, so <laughs> since you talked about Aho and the defense, I'm going to stay there for a little while. Yeah, the guy paid his dues, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do now. Maybe he can sigh a little breath of relief here that he's finally up and, and all this time with the organization has been worth it because that, something like that's got to weigh on you where you just don't get your chance and maybe... You know, maybe he wasn't too far from saying to himself, man, I wouldn't mind getting dealt. <laughs> wouldn't mind getting a shot somewhere else. Well, that was something I, I, I was always curious about, and I did ask Barry Trott today about that. You know, what does it say about the character that he has mm-hmm. and kind of the mentality that he had about coming to camp in the right in the right space where he was able to succeed and have a good camp and, um, you know, give the Islanders exactly what they needed and force them to, to keep him up here. And, you know, it was all about keeping the right mindset. And I think that certainly stuck out to Barry Trotz and the coaching staff and the management group 
when they looked at what he's been able to do. Because you're right, especially as, as a guy that's played really well down in the American League and someone who's just not getting his chance, not for his own ability, but because of the way the roster's been made up the last couple of years and because there hasn't been that break, so to speak, for him. It, it, it gets frustrating after a while. Yeah. When you look at the way Ajo has played and composed himself the last couple of years, you would never get that sense by looking at him or talking to him. And I think that's a real credit to him as an individual, him as a professional athlete, and why one of the reasons why he's still here. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of fans over the course of this time, especially since Letty got dealt, you saw it? Yeah. <laughs> Especially since Letty got dealt, the question, what about Ajo? What about Ajo? And that question is finally going to be answered. We're going to see what he has. We're going to see how he how he comes in and perhaps spells Chara, perhaps spells Andy Green. And and uh, Christian, I think you, you saw it in the chat. <laughs> Somebody uh, has a has a username, Thomas Thomas Panic. I love it. There you go, Can bud. We should put those on shirts. At this point, like... <laughs> That'd be a great shirt, Thomas I mean, Panic. That shirt. is so so meta, <laughs> but sure, we can do that. But yeah, I mean, you know, you got Aho now, who, who's going to get a shot, and you know, one other guy I wanted to talk about who maybe stuck around a little longer than we might have expected was Robin Salo. We've obviously spoken of him the last couple of shows, but he made it to the final cut. Yeah, and, and we expected that he wasn't going to get in there anyway. But for for his confidence, for you know what it says about him, and what Barry Trotz literally has had to say right. about him, <laughs> yeah. is that it looks like Salo really made an impression. And perhaps for us, the the observers, maybe he's a guy who finds himself in the in the big boy Islander uniform a little sooner than we thought. And that doesn't mean I think it's going to be November, December, or what have right. you. But maybe the guy gets. Maybe he's the first call up now. If, if there's some injuries from Bridgeport, is it going to be him? Is it going to be Hickey? Maybe, you know, maybe Barry Trotz leans towards him now. Yeah, no, you know? I think, well, too, because you don't have the waiver issue with, with Salo either. So you have right. that trust in the guy right. now after a yep. very strong uh, training point. camp where I, I think you're right. I think we've kind of come to a point where Salo has, again, sort of like what Sebastian Ajo did in camp, Salo has, has forced the the coaching staff and the management group to look at look at how he played and look at what he's able to do and go, yeah, when it comes to the depth, depth chart, he should be above X, Y, and Z. And I think he's worked his way well above X, Y, and Z mm. and being one of those first call-ups at this point. It's hard to argue against bringing him back up here if there is an, a situation where you need uh, you know, another defenseman because there you have an injury or two or you need someone you can kind of rely on in, in certain situations. I think he's done well. He's going to really benefit from going down to Bridgeport and having a full season down there, um, you know, a normal season in the AHL, which will be huge for him as he acclimates to, you know, the North American game as well. So I, I think it's all great things to come for him, and I think he is a lot further along than, you know, you and I thought he was going to yeah. be. I think so, and, and it makes you wonder where he is compared to Balduk and, and just how that whole defensive situation is going to work out. You have Bodie Wild, yeah. who, uh, of course, is in Europe now because of his, his, um, his vaccination situation. Status, yeah. Yes, status, if you will. So, yeah, it, it looks like they might have a little more almost ready depth down there in Bridgeport than maybe we thought because, again, like I thought Salo, Balduk, those kind of guys you know, might be another year or so away, and they still might be. Right. But... With the way Salo has impressed. Salo especially. Well, because Balduk, everyone kind of had an idea mm -hmm. of what, what he was going to bring. Obviously, he had the injury issues during camp, so we didn't see too much of him. Yeah. But Salo was kind of that new face. And in and, and fairness, there were people who, who you know, had, had seen what he was able to do overseas and, you know, were saying this guy is going to be something really interesting and impressive to watch. And, and he was. He lived up to that billing. So 
his development, like I said, is, is a lot further along than I think you or I thought when we first yeah. started the show in September and training camp was about to Definitely. start. So it's a, it's a great sign for the Islanders and, and to have that depth, especially a younger defenseman, which when you looked at the Islanders' depth after that, it, it, it's not as deep as it used to be. No, it's not. Um, so to have it's that not. in the pipeline and, and know he's he's a lot further along, I think it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, for sure. So it looks like the D is settled for now for the for the NHL squad. And we may still have to see another decision or two made with the forwards. We, we saw a couple of guys get, get cut recently, and we'll talk about it a little bit further. We'll talk about that with Joe. But it looks like another decision or two has got to be made before the final. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm looking at the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so distracting, right? A lot of funny people in that chat. Thomas Panic making a real racket in the chat today. Is that right? Yeah. He said he don't need no stinking line mates. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love the confidence. Well, folks, I want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. And, of course, listening at home or in the car or wherever you may be later on your favorite podcast provider. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Joe Pantorno of AM New York will join us. It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. RJ Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. RJ Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week. Hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill. Your home for New York Islanders hockey. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum thai technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com that's thai t-i-e technology.com thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Oh, welcome back to Hockey Night in New York. I'm Christian Arnold. With me, as always, is the, uh, I was going to say the great Sean Cuthbert, but I don't mean that. So That's I, not nice. It's just Sean Cuthbert with me, as always. On the line with us, though, is the great Joe Pantorno. And of course, on the line is brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. Joe, the sports editor over at AM Metro New York. Daylight Savings Time, whatever it's called. I forget what the paper <laughs> is called. Whatever it's called. Wow. Joe, Very how's it going, buddy? 
I'm I'm doing okay. I mean, Joe gets the choke. <laughs> he knows why I said it. <laughs> yeah, you, you crushed it right there. I mean, we can Damn. just go with any work, but I do like the the daylight savings. Time, so. <laughs> Maybe I'll put, I'll put in a word to my editor. For yes, it. yeah, let nice. him know. I, I added a few f- extra names to the paper. AM New York. He's the sports editor over there, and of course, AM New York, AMNY.com, If I'm not mistaken, you can read his work online as well. Joe, obviously, a lot of excitement with the NHL season coming up starting tomorrow, and of course, the Islanders, which we focus on a lot on this podcast. We do starting on Thursday. And I think the word of the month has been intrigue around here, Joe. And I'd say yes. it was it was intriguing with some of the roster moves that the Islanders made over the last couple of days. What has been the most surprising decision that Barry Trotz, Lou Amaral, and the rest of the Islanders management group have made over the last 48 hours to you? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, really, I, I think the most intriguing thing for me was releasing Eric Gustafson from the PTO. Um, I think defensive depth is... Uh, as important as it could possibly be for this team, um, especially when you're relying on a pair of veterans in Andy Green and Zdeno Chara to potentially play upwards of 70-plus games this season. Um, it's nice to have kind of that proven talent, but, uh, you know, especially after hearing what Barry Trotz had been saying about Gustafson throughout camp, you thought that there would have been maybe a contract in the cards for him, um, so it was a little surprising that that wasn't the case, but uh, I think it just came down to the crunch of the choice of either putting Sebastian Ajo on waivers or going with Gustafson. And I guess they feel pretty confident in Ajo, uh, even though he's only played in three games over the past few years. So um, that, that's the most intriguing thing for me, I would say. Joe, I'm with you. That surprised me as well. We were talking about it before you came on, and I think we both, Christian and I, thought that it was Gustafson's spot to yeah. take. And but you know what to to Aho's benefit, right? I and mean, we were just talking about the fact that you know he's paid his dues, he's been with the franchise for a long time, and it looks like he might finally get a more serious look and and be a little bit more than just a fill in where he gets to rotate in for these older guys like Chara and Green. But you know now that we're pretty much down to the final cuts, uh, we have we pretty much only have a decision or two to make with the forwards. I believe it's pretty much down to Bellows, Leo, and Ross Johnston as far as the extra forwards go. I uh, want to take your best guess is where you see might see that going uh, when all the uh, you know chips are on the table. Yeah, uh, I, I wish I had a, a decent idea. So this is uh, it's going to be kind of difficult, and especially just because of the unpredictability of trying to predict this roster. But um, <laughs> <laughs> just because Keith Fellow's contract isn't official yet, um, I, I would think that I think Bridgeport is in the cards for him. Um, I don't know if the Islanders or Barry Trotz or Lou Lamarillo would have the goal to send Leo Komarov down to Bridgeport. Um, I think they trust him with their lives practically, which is going to get a lot of people <laughs> up in arms. But um, he's been there for all of this. They play him in all the big games and all the big situations, and there's a, a certain matter of trust. So. I think he is going to be in the running, but I also think there is something to be said about how effective Matt Martin is uh, coming off his ankle injury and how confident the Islanders feel um, that he can be with this ankle. So in, in that respect, I feel like Ross Johnson would be the most logical choice just as the potential Matt Martin light should uh, he encounter some physical issues. 
Talking with Joe Pantorno from AM New York here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. And Joe, one of the big questions has been, aside from what is the roster going to look like in front of the New York Islanders starting goaltender, has been who is going to be the New York Islanders starting goaltender. At this point, it <laughs> looks like Ilya Sorokin is going to start the year as the Islanders' number one, even though Semyon Varlamov has kind of, I guess, been skating on his own away from the rest of the group. We haven't seen him during the entire length of the preseason and training camp. If if you're the New York Islanders, is there any concern about, A, Sorokin starting the season, and B, what the length of this injury to Semyon Varlamov is considering the importance of, of this first 13-game road trip because it's really going to set the tone for the season? Well, we've asked Barry Trotz about how concerning it is going to be to potentially be without Varlamov, and he, he really didn't seem that worried about it at all, which, again, for Islanders fans, is a comforting aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he kind of just described this as a nagging injury, even though, again, we have no idea what it is that's actually ailing him. So it's, um, I you know, just on a personal level, I, I feel like there's a, a little bit of concern. Uh, you're going in with this, with your quote-unquote number two goalie uh, to start this season. Again, it's you're on the road for 13 games. He didn't really experience life in the bubble in terms of playing with the team. Um, you know, obviously he practiced with them and he spent time with them, but he never really got that game action. So I understand why that there is some concern, but um, – we, we saw what Ilya Sorokin did last year. Um, I don't think any moment's going to be too overwhelming or big for him. So there really shouldn't be all that much to be worried about for the Islanders, especially if the defense just does its job. Uh, you know, they, they've devised a system where you can almost put any goalie back there and uh, he's, he's going to at least exceed his expectations. So um, I, I don't anticipate seeing Semyon Varlamov out for long. Um, just by going off what we've heard from the team. Um, Barry Trotz even said today that he's going to join the group any day now. So on the surface, at least, it seems like it's just a matter of him assimilating back into the swing of things, getting back into the fold, maybe building a bit of rapport with Zdeno Chara, for example, uh, maybe the new look defensive combinations, uh, and then hitting the ground running from there. Yeah, Joe, I think the, the bigger question might be, depending on how long Varlamov is out, is how's, how are things going to look when Corey Schneider, if and when he has to step in? Because I think we know what, what Sorokin's going to do. I don't think anybody's really worried about that. And even if he has to carry the load through the first five or so games, if, if it goes longer than Barry Trotz seems to be leading us to believe. But I, I guess you wonder, is, is Corey Schneider still going to be able to you know, get in there and spell Sorokin if, if it's going to be a little more of a long time out for, for Varley? Yeah, that's, that's the bigger question, and I think the preseason at least sort of eased some initial concerns or tensions about it. Corey Schneider didn't do a bad job. Uh, he, yeah. he did look pretty good for, again, being as cold as he had been. Um, even he was saying during training camp that it had been just, uh, you know, so long just talking to the media. So um, <laughs> right. it's something that he's going to kind of get back into. And, yeah, I mean, is it ideal to have Corey Schneider backing up Sorokin right now? Not necessarily. Are there worse options? Absolutely. But I think the one saving grace about this early schedule for the Islanders is that it's not completely slamming them in terms of back-to-back games, quick turnarounds. Um, So it at least offers time to give enough rest where, say, for the first five games of the season, 
maybe you're playing Sorokin for four of them and you're going with Schneider for one of them. So um, I, I don't think we'll see a lot of Corey Schneider unless again, you know, the unthinkable happens and there's injury issues or Sorokin really just um, starts struggling, uh, which again, I, I wouldn't anticipate seeing. Right, right, with you there, Joe. So, Joe, where Islander fans in particular here, and I guess even everybody in, in league-wide, we're in uncharted territory for a long time as far as respect in the media for the New York Islanders going into this season. Everybody is picking them as cup favorites. A lot of people are picking them to win the Metro, perhaps get back to the Eastern Conference. And I, for one, can say I am certainly not used to this. So I want to know what you make of this, and is the hype real? Is, is this something that the Islanders can back up? Have they earned their keep here over these last couple of years, getting into the Final Four the last couple of years? And, and maybe just what is your reaction to this? Because you as an observer as well, when was the last time we saw the New York Islanders almost across the board being expected to, you know, even just getting betting lines, on, favorable betting lines on Vegas to, to win the Cup? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, it's never happened in my lifetime, and uh, <laughs> I'm staring down the barrel of 30. Right. Um, this is good timing because I actually just ran my uh, NHL predictions uh, today, and it was really weird uh, <laughs> writing the you know the fact that the Islanders were one of the favorites, and I actually put them in the Stanley Cup final. I had them getting over the hump, beating Tampa Bay, um, ultimately losing to the Colorado Avalanche, but they're there. That. And I think all of the expectations are, are warranted. Um, really, this, this is a team that has proved that once they get into the playoffs, they can play with anybody and they can beat anybody. And it's just the fact that they ran into a buzzsaw that has been the Tampa Bay Lightning for the last two years who really made mincemeat of everybody else that they've played. Right. So, you know, you kind of take the last two years of frustration and what this team has learned, the experience, the little tweaks on the roster that they've made, and you put this into the playoffs where they potentially run into the Tampa Bay Lightning again, I think they finally have what it takes to take that next step. Joe, we're talking with Joe Pantoner from AM New York uh, here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. And Joe, I, I guess just to play devil's advocate again uh, here in, the, in this circumstance, but the Islanders going to the cup final, is that really a... a you know, getting over the hump at this point, uh, to me, I think it's a fair question to ask. Shouldn't it be the Islanders win a Stanley Cup? Because when you look at the roster and the circumstances that they're in, I mean, they are in a bit of a cap crunch. They're going to have to, they're going to lose some guys next year. They're going to have to deal with like, in the same cap issues that they've been dealing in the last couple of years because of the, because of the pandemic and because of other, you know, hefty contracts that they have on their books, some of them coming off, some guys needing new contracts, and they're going to be asking for a big raise. Isn't the Islanders' window, we're getting to that point where the window is starting to close and not open, and isn't this the point where the Islanders either have to win a cup or it's, I mean, they really, you know, nothing was accomplished at this point? Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, you could say that there's a two- or three-year window that they can really say that they can be a Stanley Cup or bus team. The clock is ticking. That's for certain. Um, but in the same aspect, I mean, we, we've seen what this team has done, uh, the amount of games that they played in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if, if this stat is right, but, I mean, they've played maybe the second or third most playoff games over the last two or three years yeah. uh, at all teams in the NHL. So um, it, 
it's it's a grind. And, you know, to say that the only expectation for this team is to win the Stanley Cup, I think is a little bit unfair. Um, I think if there was a little bit more firepower on the roster, a little bit of more proven offensive depth um, in terms of just pure goal scoring ability, I think you can make more of that assumption. Um, but again, you know, you look at this roster and yes, this is, this is a deep team. Um, are they lacking that true superstar still? In my opinion, yes. I mean, Matthew Barzal is a face of the league, and um, he is the Islanders' talisman, if you'd want to say. Um, but if you put their roster on paper next to that of, say, the Avalanches or the Golden Knights or even the Lightning still, even though they lost their entire third line, um, you know, you take coaching out of the fold, you know, hockey fans might be more inclined to take those other three rosters, I guess, compared to the Islanders. Yeah, perhaps, Joe. And, you know, you, you talk about the roster and, and, and the depth that they have, and Barry Trotz kind of gave us a little a little nugget uh, not too long ago saying how it, apparently Lou may still be working the phones, which was kind of a surprise to me. I thought the roster's pretty much set. This is what they're going to go to battle with. And, and I would say chances are that's probably going to be the case. But with that coming out from Barry Trotz, what would you even see this team potentially doing, you know, with Christian mentioning the cap crunch and, you know, what kind of maneuvers they would even have to make? What, what do you see this team looking to plug if they are going to make a move for this roster that's apparently not finalized yet, according to Barry Trotz? Yeah, I really wouldn't go out and have these dreams of maybe say, oh, you know, they're going to make a deal for Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, right. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be you know, something like a top six forward or, uh, you know, a top four defenseman. I really think the Islanders are exploring the trademark for potential salary cap relief. Um, even though I mentioned it before, but, you know, you could see this team possibly shopping Leo Komarov to take $3 million off the cap. Um, you know, I, I think it's more in terms of that. Um, you know, you can see them maybe even, which might have people feeling a certain sort of way, but, connecting uh, a name like Kiefer Bellows to a deal for somebody to take Komarov and to take that money off the books. So um, I, I feel like it's something more ticky tacky like that. Um, a little bit lower on the radar, I'd suppose. Um, but I, I don't think I'd be expecting anything major uh, again, unless we get punched in the face with it. Like we did with uh, Letty and Boychuk uh, right. six, seven sure. years ago. Talking with Joe Pantorno from AM New York here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Ty technology and and joe i i guess in, in this kind of crazy vein too i i mean is there any chance in your mind that maybe the islanders are are looking at a jack eichel or something like that like really it's like i know we're getting crazy here what? but like is there i mean it seems like teams maybe have re-engaged in some sort of interest in eichel could that be something that's maybe on the peripheral for the islanders that would be uh, that would be something. Um, <laughs> That's one way to put it. I don't I don't really anticipate them getting Jack Eichel. Um, I think they are pretty good <laughs> down the middle uh, in terms of their center step. Um, and again, even though he's injured, it's still going to take a lot to get him. Do they have the assets? Player wise, they would. Would you want to give up a guy like say Anthony Bavillier and an Oliver Wallstrom potentially for Jack Eichel? I don't think I would. would uh, did the Islanders have the draft capital to get Jack Eichel? I really don't think so. Um, so I would be shocked um, <laughs> if the Islanders were to 
say, make a move for Eichel. Um, and, and we can't even really say that he's coming to New York anytime soon after the Rangers made that big deal for me because of Banajad as well. So I thought he would have been a centerpiece for a potential Eichel deal. So, um, yeah, uh, that's going to be a uh, wonderful saga to follow uh, <laughs> with the, the two up in Buffalo. Yeah, I and mean, Buffalo is a fascinating, fascinating That's one team. way to put it. Yeah, yeah uh, tire, sure. fire, yeah. train wreck, sinking boat, if Ship. you will. Ship. Yeah. All right, well, Joe, <laughs> it's the time of the program where we ask our, ask, asks, we ask our guests a random question. If right. you have forgotten, I will remind you, Joe, because uh, oh, you, have, you have been a... He was one of the first. He, he was one of the first. Yeah, he was one of the first. We've asked... Uh, Brian Compton about his favorite Kiss song. Uh, we've asked Andrew Gross about... I forget what we asked Andrew last week. We've Something about music. <laughs> yes. um, Arthur Staple, we asked about his 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 tunes that he's bumping as he's going in the Nassau Coliseum. What was Nassau Coliseum? Right. Now UBS right. Arena to cover a game. And Joe, we gave you a chance to plug your wife's cooking Yeah, lessons. what was that called then? Cutie? <laughs> what was that called? Yeah, what was that called? Oh, it's it's Cutie Uti Cakes, man. Cutie Uti Cakes. Yes, that was... I, mean, I, I buy them just for the name alone. <laughs> I think we gave Joe about a five minute plug for his his wife's <laughs> his wife cooking his wife's cooking venture <laughs> the last time we did this. Spreading the love here in Hockenheim, New York. But Joe, for for your random question and, and we are gonna make this really, really random. Please. Uh-oh. It's in the name. Yeah, it is. Joe, when you think of the the pinnacle sports movie that you're throwing on on a rainy day, and there's been or a, a lot. Sunny day. You choose your rating thing. Okay. I don't know why you're interrupting my question. Sorry. Yeah. When you're thinking of the pinnacle sports movie on a rainy day, and there's been a lot in our lifetime, Joe, a lot of great ones. The Sandlot, Remember the Titans, The Mighty Ducks. Or what is the movie that you're throwing on? Can I can I counter this question with a question? <laughs> no. Sure. That's not yeah, how this go works. Go crazy. Why not? That's what, pretty random. What, what time of year is it? What no. season? Of- oh, no. This is like Andrew last week getting really technical with his <laughs> right. question the other week. What right. what, season? What's, the, what's the climate in the I press box? I don't know, box? Joe. It's, it's, it's fall, so we'll, we'll make it fall. Okay. It's fall. Um, all right. So I'll give you two. Um, one is Major League. That's uh, okay. I always love that okay. movie. Um, and again, that's if I'm in a playoff baseball mood, which uh, as a <laughs> – Journalist covering the New York Mets. Depends uh, on how heavy the rain is. Yes, exactly. Um, And then if I'm in a hockey mood, 100%, I'm watching Miracle. All right, nice. Yeah, that was a good good film. Good Good film. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are you satisfied with that answer, Chris? Yeah. No, I I think those are good answers. I'm a little disappointed you didn't say Remember the Titans or Sandlot, because I think those those would probably Uh, be on my list. But Joe. I don't know. Even in my top five. Wow. Yeah. I've never seen Remember the Titans. You're missing out on an absolute classic of a movie. Yeah. yeah. But okay. you don't associate yourself with anything. That's not hockey. So More Joe Pantorno, <laughs> AM New York. You can follow him uh, at Joe Pantorno. He makes it very simple to find him on yes, the social medias. Uh, and you can check out his stuff in AM New York. Uh, you can pick up a copy on the street in New York City. Or you can check him out online. And I believe their website is just amny.com. Perfect. Way to come prepared, Christian. Yes. Uh, back, backslash sports or something today. like that. So you can read all of Joe's sports coverage from the Islanders to the Rangers to the Nets, Knicks, and everything in between. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it, bud. Yes, thank Joe, you. always a pleasure to have you, man. Appreciate it. You got it, bud. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your night.
Joe Pantono, AM New York. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I'm a little disappointed with his answer about the movie, to be honest. Well, I mean, it's his favorite, Christian, not yours. Yeah, so no, you got to no. gotta let it go. What was, what was your answer going to be? What would my answer have been? Yeah. Well, it depends on the year. Christ. <laughs> no, I like it. Major League is a great movie. I yeah, would have yeah. Major League 2. I would have had Sandlot in there and rem- remember the Titans. You know what's a great movie, too? Friday Night Lights. Fantastic football. Never seen sport. it. It's a, it's a fantastic movie. And the show, very good. That's, I was going to say, I thought it was a show. It's a show and it's a movie. both. How about Billy, that? Um, Billy Bob Thornton is in the movie. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never seen the show, but I hear it's really good. You know a football movie I liked? Any Given Sunday. That's a great one, too. That's a good one. Another yeah. great football, uh, what was, uh, The Replacements, Keanu oh, Reeves. I remember that, yeah. That's a, that's a banger right there. All right, well, let's reel it back into Islander hockey before we lose everyone. <laughs> but great stuff from Joe. So, yes, it is Rubber Ducky. That Sparky shirt is badass. Thank you for noticing. It is. I, like, I do like that shirt. It's a nice it's, shirt. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be part of the regular rotation, I think. Uh, for the show or when you go to Just games? life in life. <laughs> yeah. Show up to work on yeah. a Tuesday in a Sparky t-shirt. Yep. Why right. not? Why not? You do you, Shawnee. You do I'm you. Gonna. It's a good shirt. It's a good shirt. And, shirt. and Sparky was at the Islanders game along with uh, Storm over the weekend. Is that right? The, Bridgeport Islanders Arena, Webster okay. Bank Arena. So they were there. So it was a family affair. Were there a lot of kids there? I think there were some kids. I don't know. I just, <laughs> okay, I just saw enough. Sparky and, and Storm, which I All was right. very excited about. All right. So why don't we pick it up with the extra forward situation that we started talking about with Joe. Mm-hmm. You got Johnston, Leo, and Kiefer Bellows. So here's where I disagree with Joe. Please. Um, and that would be the Bellows circumstance. I okay. think if there's not a trade that is somehow involving Kiefer Bellows... Um, which part of me thinks maybe that would be the only trade that is being made mm. because the Islanders are going looking at their roster and they're they're sizing up what they need and what they don't need. Right. Um, What's the missing piece? And if Bellows is deemed someone they want to send to Bridgeport, but we all know he's going to be claimed going down, being waived, right? And if you, so if you waive Kiefer Bellows and you know he's going to get claimed, why not explore trading him? At that point, again, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. I'm saying if I'm if I'm general manager and this is the move I'm making, yeah. why not explore at least getting get something for him if that's the case? Now, I don't think that's the case. I think Kiefer Bellos is going to end up being one of the uh, the extra forward for the Islanders. You do? Um, I do. I think he's had a good camp. I think Barry Trotz <clears throat> likes what he's seen out of him. Um, I don't know if it's enough to earn a spot over anyone else in the lineup. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone kind of knows that's not the that's not the role they're battling for. I mm-hmm. get it that Kiefer Bellis is probably better served playing every night in the in the AHL. Mm-hmm. But the circumstances, the business of hockey, as Barry Trotz like to call it, dictates that that's just not going to happen because there's going to be a team that's going to claim claim Kiefer, Kiefer Bellis. There's just no question about that. Yeah. he's a talented young guy that can do a lot for for any organization going forward. And do the Islanders want to lose that now? No, they certainly don't want to lose it for nothing, if any case. Of course, yeah. Well, at least one out of 31 teams would be interested in picking up Kiefer Bellows. So yes. I think you make a, a correct point there. <laughs> Whereas, it, well, I noticed you didn't say could. You just said correct point. Correct point. It was, it was right. <laughs> it's a correct point. It was a correct point. Uh, to answer T-Boyle, T-Boyle, by the way, in the chat just asked, when did the rosters need to be submitted? 5 p.m. today was when the rosters needed to be submitted. So... Do we? But we don't know, do we? Right. I think the league usually sends them out either later in the night or Tuesday morning. So a decision's been made. Yes. We just don't know what it is. Yes. And yeah, I think it ultimately comes down to Leo or Kiefer. I think Johnston is in. I mean, I I I, th- I think so too. Yeah. Um. I just I don't see 
listen, I mean, again, we, we've talked about it before. I, we joke around about, 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 um, Leo Komarov and, and his role and being in the top yeah. line. And he brings something to the team. I don't think, I don't think people really understand what well, he brings to the, to the team in the sense of his leadership. No, because that's room. why they keep complaining about him. I, I get that. I get that. But <laughs> right. my point is at this point with the talent that they have and the roster that they have, I'd be hard pressed to even have an argument for in, in, in all sincerity, why Leo Komarov would be here above a Ross Johnston or Kiefer Bellows at this point, because Johnston can play that bottom six role. He fills that Matt, Matt Martin light yeah. role that, that the Islanders are going to need to start the season. If Martin isn't ready to go and he can slot in, 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 in the third or the fourth line. And he has a little bit of offensive skill and he has a little bit of, a little bit of speed. You see it every now and then yeah. when he's out there with, with a more skilled guy, he can, he can keep up and Lee and, Kiefer Bellows, obviously, we, we've seen what Bellows can do when he's when he's got everything going for him and he's doing all the right things. So, as much as Leo Komarov is great to have around, there's just no excuse at this point for a Komarov to be here over a Bellows or a um, a Ross Johnston. I'd be, in, I, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how this all shakes out. Um, you know, the, the the roster management is certainly going to be one to watch for with, with Lou Lamorello. If you're going with just pure practicality and you're not looking at the behind-the-scenes stuff, the locker room stuff, the personality stuff, whatever the case, whatever, whatever the coaching staff is privy to that we're not, then if you're just going practical, then yeah, I think you go Kiefer for the top six right. and you go Johnston for the bottom six. Right. Done deal. But it's not that simple. Now... To go back to my... And I also don't think anyone's claiming Leo Komarov. No, not for, what, three and a half mil I think he's making? Something like that? Yeah. I don't think so. No, I mean, look, you never know. You never know. Maybe a Seattle Kraken could use a guy like Leo to just be that presence for a, right, a new but that's, team. Who knows? That's but, fine, but it's not It's it's not but the Islanders a loss. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's a loss for the Islanders, but it's not a loss that you go, wow, that guy, he, they shouldn't have put him on. Well, not only that, yeah. but it's also a gain in three and a half million of salary space. Right. You know, so you look at it that way too. But I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to my potential conspiracy theory Ooh. about IR. Ooh. Now, what is it? Seven? Oh, is this what we had this conversation last week too? Yes. Well, Christian, okay. this is what I'm saying. Now, what okay. you you throw a guy in IR, IR they got to be out for seven days, right? That's the rule. I believe so. I yeah. think it's seven days. So, who are we just talking about at the top of the show? Semyon Varlamov, right? If he's not ready to go, seven days isn't seven games. Seven days is maybe. Two to four games, whatever. I mean, look, you only have two this week. Right. I didn't look ahead to the following week yet. But look, I mean, maybe just maybe if nothing else, to give Lou a little more time to make that deal that maybe we're talking about here. Maybe he doesn't have anything set. Maybe you see Varlamov go to IR so they can keep Leo and Bellows up with the team. And then send Ronch Johnston down? No. He would be able to stay if you move a guy to IR. It opens a spot in the roster. If you throw a guy in IR, you can keep another dude. And then they don't have to make a tough decision yet. I mean, they this, could delay it by a week. At this point, I mean, that's not as as conspiracy theory as even you you're giving yourself credit for. I mean, that's I think that could be a logical But that's what I was getting decision. at last week. That don't be surprised if you see one of these guys thrown on IR so that they can delay making a tough call. It's, it's, it's been done a million times. Snow used to do it. I think Lou even did it maybe last year, two years ago, where you have a guy who they're talking about in camp. Ah, oh, yeah, he's a little dinged up. And then all of a sudden he ends up on IR to start the season, and it opens up a roster spot. And they don't have to demote a guy. They don't have to put, put a guy through waivers. So don't be surprised if you see something like that happen. So you're saying they carry two goaltenders. They carry the, 
the thirteen forwards, and then they uh, fourteen, 14 forwards, forwards, and then one defense, one extra defenseman. Yeah, maybe maybe Lou just needs that extra week to to really make a decision, or maybe he's waiting to solidify a deal. Maybe he's he is working those phones, and he's got something in the works, but they haven't finalized it yet. So maybe he needs more time. I'm just saying, if a deal isn't made, because you're confident, right? If if they're going to do something with Bellows, they're not going to send him to Bridgeport and, and risk him being waived, right? They'd rather deal him. So if that's if they're more keen on keeping Leo. Maybe that's the deal that they're working on. Or maybe they're working on a, a, a way to deal Leo. We don't know yet. <laughs> but it's it's not out of the realm of possibility where you could see a guy going to IR, maybe even Matt Martin, but he sounds a little closer. But it could happen. Like if if look, Barry Trotz already said, we're gonna wait until Varlamov is a hundred percent. We're not gonna rush him at all. So if they think that uh Sorokin and Schneider can hold down the fort for a week, whatever the case may be. You toss Varley on IR. You give them a, a little more time to figure out what they're going to do with Bellows, Johnston, and, and Leo. You know? It's not out of the realm of possibility. I am uh, checking the IR rules because apparently we're being told you're wrong. I might be. That's why I put and, it in, in the form of a question. And Tremmy's <laughs> saying that's wrong, Sean. You need a backup goalie who replaces Varley. Well, no. That would be Schneider. Schneider would be the backup goalie. So you, don't have to, you don't have to carry three goalies on your roster. You only have to carry two. In fact, it's uncommon to carry three. Don't you guys remember the J.F. Baruvi fiasco from the Garth Snow <laughs> era? It's, it's uncommon to carry three goalies. So you can slide Varley to IR, and then you just keep Sorokin and Schneider. Done deal. Well, we'll certainly see. I, I also, like, I still, to this day, I know people mentioned Matt Martin on the IR. I don't think Matt Martin's going on IR either. I think I that's think, less likely. I, don't I think, think that's Martin's less likely. likely to go on IR. I think if he's ready, I'm, he's look, I'm not play. saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if if Lou hasn't made up his mind yet, or if he hasn't made the deal yet, or whatever the case may be. If he's not comfortable with whatever this final roster decision is going to be, I'm just saying, don't rule out a guy like Varlamov ending up on IR. And and when he doesn't, you guys can all tell me I'm a moron. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. But I'm just saying it's possible. Uh, we'll certainly see. I I. I I mean, at this point, the Islanders have... Uh, Lou Lamarell has done enough. If Enough that if... Weirdness this offseason, right? Like, they've done this This, this whole stuff has thing happened with, before. It happens all the time. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying they've already done enough weirdness by not, by not you know, bringing guys to camp that didn't necessarily have contracts and this and that, and then, you know, just filing contracts now. I mean, Chara and, and Parisi's contracts were filed filed with the league for the other night, finally. Um... So, I mean, at this point, nothing's out of the realm of possibilities because, because, I mean, the owners, I mean, they kind of operate with Lou Lamorell. They operate in their yeah. own, their own world, so to speak here. Um, you know, as much as we don't, we don't understand it half the time or we don't mm -hmm. fully comprehend why Lou does certain things. Right. But, you know, that's why Lou has as many Stanley Cup championship rings as he does and, and we have none. That's true. Except maybe a rec hockey league championship ring. Yeah, a couple of those. Yeah, right, couple, yeah, right. a couple of those. You know, they don't really count for much, but yeah. you know, PAL <laughs> men's league got some Stanley shirts. That's what we call them. You get a T-shirt when you win at the end of the season. Right, right, right. Going right, for that right. Stanley shirt. <laughs> so moving on after my IR theory, don't be surprised. That's all I'm saying, or I'm wrong, whatever. But anyway, conspiracy theory. Yeah. So look, we'll talk. We'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the preseason games. Tuesday versus the Flyers, you had the three nothing shutout win. Lee scored a goal, mm -hmm. and you know another interdivision victory in a preseason game, preseason setting. Not a not a big deal, but Lee looks like himself, which is a good sign. 
You have Thursday getting canceled. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Uh, you were in the building when being that happened. The blackout. I mean, I was only there for an hour. It was yeah. It was hilarious. The trip to get to New Jersey took longer than the actual sitting there before they called the game. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the lights went out. They apparently there was an issue with the with the power in one half of the arena. There was a power failure. The lights went out on the Islanders' side that where they would defend twice, and um, you know they worked to try and fix it, but. The officials at, at Prudential Center weren't able to, and the Islanders, and, and in consultation with the Devils and the National Hockey League, canceled the game. Um, I mean, pretty straightforward what happened. But again, the bigger story from that was the fact that, again, it, it, it I don't think it changed the course of history with some of these guys, but it certainly took away that one last opportunity that, that some of the players would have liked to get to show Trotz and, and everyone else what they can do in a game situation. So... I mean, that's the bigger story from that. The blackout was kind of a funny aside. I mean, you know, they, the Islanders got, you know, the images on TV were caught. You know, they were packing up and leaving before the game was officially canceled or anyone was told in the arena that it was officially canceled. Um, you know, MSG kind of gets kind of gets screwed out of broadcasting a preseason Islander game and the fact that it was going to be the Islanders broadcast crew for the first time and their warm-up game, and that doesn't happen because of a blackout. So, um, certainly, right. certainly a lot of interesting little tidbits, but nothing, nothing crazy from that from yeah. that game. It was, it was, it was funny to be there. I'm sure if you paid money to go there, it was a little annoying to to not get to see a game. Although it, I believe <laughs> fans were tr- treated to, um, they will get free tickets to another regular season game. So they kind of okay, almost, that's kind of. I mean, if you're a Devils fan, that's great. If you're an Islander fan that travels from Long Island, that kind of sucks. Well, you're you're obviously waiting until the Isles go back to the Rock. Yeah, that's true too. I guess. <laughs> you just wait. I think what is that in March or whatever that is. But in any case, you just wait till the the next game with the Rock. Yeah, but so, but it's it's annoying nonetheless. But yeah, it was a funny story. Everyone was in in good spirits. They were trying to entertain themselves as much as possible. You know, they yeah. were singing along to some of the the songs. They were doing the wave <laughs> at one point. Um, <laughs> that's funny. You know, it was yeah. it it was it was as wacky as you'd imagine that's, it to be. You know, it's it sounds like it. that's that's rough. You take the train out there just to to not see a game, to not see a game. That's, <laughs> that's rough. That's rough. That's uh, money not well spent. No, it is not. So anyway, then again, moving on to the Ranger game. That was a goal fest, a five four overtime victory for the Rangers with a with a hat trick and an almost hat trick for the Islanders. And Matt Barzell, he had two goals. Andrews Lee had two goals as well. So. Yeah. You know, seeing offense from the first line. Again, it's just hard to get overly excited about it because it's preseason, you know? So I'm just glad that all that's over with. It looks like the team's ready to go. You know, I mean, I, you know, if you lament the the shoot, the shut, sorry, the uh, overtime loss to, to the Rangers, it's really not a big deal. It means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah, I mean, even, even Barry Trotz said after that game, you know, some of the guys weren't going as hard, and that's a game you kind of just try and, and make sure no one gets hurt, and, and, and the guys out on the ice are trying to make sure that they don't get hurt before the regular season. So, you know, you take the good with the, and you take the bad, and, and you kind of just split the difference a little bit. It was a, it was not a great loss for the Islanders, who had mostly an NHL lineup, which right. the Rangers did not in, in, uh, in some circumstances. So you take that for what it is. Um, again, not everyone was probably going 100% to just to maintain some sort of health. Right. Um, but it was good to see Anders Lee. It was good to see Matt Barzo. It was good yeah. to see Kyle Palmari, um, you know, meshing well. And that line certainly seems to have found a bit of chemistry. But, again, it, it, it'll be really what it matters is during the regular season. Will, will Lee be able to kind of have that same effectiveness in the regular season that he had before the injury? How much is that going to weigh on him, you know? it'll be something to watch for uh, I, right now. It doesn't seem like a concern, but you never know. So, you know, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, and it's going to take me a little while to get used to seeing Parisi and, and Chara and Islander in uniforms. <laughs> Even though Chara's done it before, but right. it, it has been it been wild just, just seeing those guys wearing the colors, and, and it's great. And, and, you know, everything I'm seeing and, and reading about these guys so far, and not that you need to, you know what they bring to the table, but, you know, there's a couple of pieces that have been flying around there about, you know, how they're going to kind of contribute to the team, not only on the ice, but just what they bring with their experience and everything. And, and, and just how these guys decided to come to the New York Islanders. You know, they, they had their choices. They could have went somewhere else. And they looked at this team and they said, I can win a cup with these guys. I can, I can be successful with this team. It's just, it, it kind of piggybacks on to the question that I asked Joe Pantorno about this sudden, I suppose, just, you know, perception of the New York Islanders now. And it's, it's a weird place to be in. <laughs> it's a really weird. Pl- I mean, I'm enjoying every minute of it. It's, it's, it's been a long time coming. Good God. But it's just, it's just very strange. And 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 I know the more superstitious Islander fans out there, are like, no, stop it, stop it. We I like being the underdog, but you got to embrace it. I mean, they earned this. You know, this is a team who who who've who've shown improvement every year. I mean, you could argue it was just a game <laughs> from last year, the two years ago to last year, as far as getting the seven games against Tampa. But but you look the way this team has come ever since Lou and Barry took over, and they've they've earned their keep, and and they've they've really finally finally shut up. Just about all the naysayers. I mean, even the last year or two, you still had people saying the Isles aren't the real deal, flash in the pan, you know, whatever whatever excuses they wanted to make for the reason why they got as far as they did. But you're not really hearing that anymore. Now it's kind of, it's just respect, respect, respect. You go to NHL.com and they had all the writers covering, covering the NHL over there and they broke down who they thought was going to win the division, who they mm-hmm. thought was going to get to the conference finals, or, you know, all that stuff. And you saw Islanders popping up in a lot of places and you just, I've just never seen it before. So it's just, as a fan, it's just fun and interesting to see that because... Is you know, it intriguing? It's not intriguing, Christian. But anyway, but I mean, I just remember years and years and years of, of even even maybe when the Islanders had a good year or two or whatever the case may be, and you just I just remember fans always complaining, like, where are the Isles? Where are the Isles? I never see the Isles in there. Well, now they they're everywhere. They didn't, did, uh, I mean, that's the that's the you know the Islanders have come a long way, and I think that's yeah. the, that's the reason why the Islanders are now you know a Stanley Cup favorite, right? I mean, this is a team that has won to back to back conference final appearances um you know had a heck of a year before that under barry trotz's first first season with the islanders behind the bench they've they've earned that place they've earned the the acknowledgement that they've done well but now kind of getting back to what i was saying to joe before yeah the kudos aren't the kudos aren't good enough anymore i mean the islanders now have to win a cup yeah it can't just be oh great they got they you know they're everyone likes the islanders now and they have this respect they have to win a cup now they have to back it up which also makes it Effing weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? Well, because you think like about... Like, the expectations are there. Well, you think about it. You look at where the Islanders are now. Uh, and I know people aren't going to love this comparison, but I'm going I'm to kind of weave it in here anyway. But you look at where the Islanders are now, and you look at back where those New York Ranger teams were in the past, you know, in the m- mid, early, two, you know, 2013s-ish, mm-hmm. whatever the term is. <laughs> okay, really. sure. 2010s. 2010s, thank yeah, you. you got it. Um, you know, when they're getting deep in the playoffs, they'll go to a conference final, they lose uh, to the Devils. They lose to the Devils, so they go to the conference final. They right. lose to the Devils. Then they get to the cup final a couple of years, and they lose to Los Angeles. Right. Then the Rangers, you know, That's it. everything hit. The Islanders are now at that point where they are the Rangers of going into the 2014-2015, sure. right? That team goes to the cup final. 
they make it to the cup final, they compete, but then they lose in five games. Right. And then they fall off, you know, everything starts to go kaput after that, right? Mm. That, the, Islanders, the Islanders don't want to follow that same fate. Of you course know? not. At that point, but that's the point we're at. This is why they have to win a cup now. They have to win a cup before things start to fall off a little bit. Sure. Because before all these issues that we're talking about with the ro- with the roster, with the cap space, with players needing contracts, and with yeah. guys who are in their prime now start to hit the other side of their prime. Which are valid points. I, I also don't... I'm not necessarily- trying to... I'm not trying I, to, you know... You're being... You're, you're looking at it practically, yeah. and, and that's fine. That's valid. I don't necessarily think that if they don't win a cup this year, the window's closed. There's a lot of unknowns going into next year. There's right. no question about it. You, you've mentioned all the reasons why. But that's that's the thing, though. We we can't see where things are going to go yeah. if they fall short this year. Yeah. But I think they have a good enough core, and they certainly have a good enough staff to to keep this thing going. And again, it's a lot of unknowns. So it's not even really much point on looking at that right now. Would be a heck of a heck of a story, though. Team moves to a new building. Hell yeah. Wins a cup. The only better story was if they won it last year. Closing out the Coliseum, their 40-year anniversary. I mean, it was all there. (laughs) It was all there. And to the point I almost convinced myself that it was going to happen. I think a lot of people just because – I think a lot of people just just thought about – for the first time, it seemed like a reality. You know, kind of let yourself see that vision, right? Because the Islanders – Back-to-back years, they're there. Yeah. And no one in the world would have predicted back-to-back years and then playing Tampa Bay of all teams and back-to-back years. And, and taking them to the last goal. Right. And I think, again, what, what what when you roll your eyes and you think about last season as well, is yeah. the Islanders, they find a way to win Game 7. I mean, they would have won the Stanley Cup. I, I think that would have happened in both years. I think they would have beat Dallas, too. I don't know it if they matter. I don't but... know if they would have beat Dallas, but they would have beaten... They would have run circles around the Montreal yeah, Canadiens. If of the course. Canadians were there, were there because they played in a terrible division in, in the Canadian yeah, division. Yeah, we've been through yeah. this. But it's, it just it it just, it really is. It, it it's such a it's such an in, in, interesting thought when you when you look back and you go, yeah, it, it would have been it. But I think the the other great story is you move into a new building and yeah. kind of you turn that you that final page in the new then you know turn from the. Going from well, the old Islanders to, to new Islanders and they, this new regime and everything, that's the fu- last chapter you're turning from. They opened up Barclays with their first playoff series win in eternity. <laughs> so I'll take opening up UBS Arena with their first Stanley Cup in, in a hell of a long time. <laughs> I think everyone in the I chat I am room. perfectly fine with that. That would be great. But from yeah. Thomas Panic on down, everyone would have <laughs> Thomas Panic on down. So what do you say? You got something to say? No, no, no. I, I was just gonna say I, I'm not. I, I know I saw someone say, "Why am I being negative or something in the chat?" I, I'm, I'm just. There's just some reality to it too. I think you're just yeah. being practical. I mean, um, there's nothing wrong with that. But but too, it's the expectation. The Islanders need to now be held to a higher standard as they should be. As they should be. As a, as any good team, especially in this market. You know, if this was the Mets, the Jets, the you know any other team, really, the the standard that standard bearers that the uh, the Islanders would have. Would be huge. I mean, I mean, every paper would be calling for the Islanders to win a cup or bust at this point. Yeah, there would be no no mercy. The Islanders are still as much as much respect as they're getting, as much um, you know kudos as they're getting from the rest of the league. They're still kind of the, that that uh, little team that can kind of kind of thing. When you when you look at the, we're, the we're, scope we're, of, of New York sports, we're in the transition phase. Yeah, we really are. Like they're no longer that team that people have been crapping on for the past no, no. couple of decades. I mean, they're, they, they, we've they talked they about fought, this before. They've they're gotten like, over the hump. Yep. That's over. And now this is this new fresh territory for fans like myself who have never been in these shoes before. 
You know, I'm not even, I'm not, would never call the early 2000s even close to what they're right. doing now. You know, that's the closest I've had to it. But yeah, no, they are transitioning into a major league franchise where they have everything going for them. I know I've said it a million times in the show, so I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> million and one. <laughs> right. But yeah, like this is new. T- and so embrace it. You know, like it was nice being the under. It was fun. The whole prove people wrong thing. Yeah, it was a great t-shirt, <laughs> great slogan and all that stuff. But now just be hockey royalty, like own that. Be one of the best teams. Be one of the best fan bases out there and own the fact that your team is one of the best in the league. I mean, we've been waiting forever for this, so just embrace it and, and and you know, pump your chest a little bit. Enjoy it. Like, this is a team to beat now. This is the team to beat in the Metro, arguably the team to beat in the right. East. You know, you got your Tampas, your Floridas in there. They're going to give them a, a, a tough shot, but they're in the conversation now. Have fun. Yeah, but even when you look at the Metro, like, I'm not... There's not a team that particularly scares me when you when it comes to matchup against the islanders pittsburgh i think scare no pittsburgh i think is uh, i mean i don't i don't know they, they every year i want to say pittsburgh is is not a team that you worry about but you know they're a good team and they still have crosby and malkin and, and that core that's there and all that nonsense but i i just don't think they're the big bad pittsburgh penguins that they used to be obviously philadelphia no. is always a, a question mark and they flux and, <laughs> and flux is a great point um, Carolina, who the Islanders open up against, and we'll talk about this in a, in a few minutes. Yeah. But I mean, even them, they're good. They're right. gonna be they're gonna be a team to compete with. But I don't see them as the Carolina Hurricanes of a couple of years ago when they were, you know, when they rolled through the New York Islanders. When that was a matchup, you go, this is a team that's pretty darn good. Right. Um, I think they're a good team. Yeah. I just don't know if they're that same Carolina Hurricanes team. And, well, I, and the Rangers and Devils. I mean, the Devils are gonna be interesting. The Rangers are gonna be a team that. Is going to be kind of scrappy, but I don't think they're going to do much this year. I think the Rangers, and I feel like I'm forgetting Columbus because they're back in the Metro now. You are forgetting Columbus, but for good reason because they're <laughs> going to be they're going to be in the basement by far. They're they're Columbus is doing nothing this year. It's it's and then the Devils ahead of them, and then take your pick between the Rangers, Philly, depending on how. Hart plays in Philadelphia. Right, he's gonna have a you know a, he's gonna be a big determining factor on where they because look they could be a top three team and get into the playoffs without a wild card or they could do what ha- you know they can miss the playoffs out right like last year or whatever what have you or you know be one of the, I think they're gonna be battling for a wild card spot with the Rangers with the Penguins with the Capitals and now obviously one of those teams have to finish third right but I think the Islanders and the Canes are the are the top two teams in the division I I'm standing by what I said to you on this show previously I think the, this is the Islanders division to win i think carolina is number two and those are the two teams that are going to be competing i think it's the islanders the canes and everybody else apparently i'm channeling my inner andy graziano i was waiting for you to see that i saw uh, no i saw that when i was when, when i was talking before and i i think i've done a better job at, at putting that in the back of my mind and coming back to it instead of just reacting right away with the chat uh-huh. one thing i do want to bring up and, I, and this has obviously been making the rounds on twitter this this today uh, uh yes the islanders are, again for the third season in a row are 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 hosting a um, a puppy with a purpose. It's called okay on their website. You can go and vote for uh, a name, and I believe oh, okay. there's they're giving you a chance to write in a name as well. Okay, um, and one of the names that is making the rounds is the name Murph, and the reason is because a, a gentleman by the name Joe Murphy at Joe Mur- at the Joe Murphy on Twitter mm. is the son of a former New York Islanders equipment manager. He was the Islanders equipment manager from 1988 to 92. And he retired because he lost his eyesight. Well, um, when he did lose his eyesight, the Islanders were the team that paid him for him to receive a guide dog, which was oh, a, awesome. a wonderful gesture. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Joe Murphy's father passed away in December of 2019. Mm. He's 
looking for Islander fans to write in the uh, write in name of Murph uh, to get a couple votes in the honor of his father, who was a big time Islanders fan. Um, and they never got the chance, unfortunately, to go to a one last game at the Nassau Coliseum uh, before it obviously closed down. Yeah. And then, of course, um, one thing that Joe was able to do before uh, last season, I guess it was, was that he had the, in, um, one of the cardboard cutouts of his father next to his own son because they never got to enjoy a game as the, at the Nassau Coliseum as the three of them. Gotcha. So they had them put together. Uh, at the Coliseum in cardboard form, uh, which was a, uh, a a nice gesture on on Joe's part. But we're looking to get Islander fans to write in the name Murph for the Islanders' new puppy with a purpose. You can do this by going to the Islanders' website. Uh, the Mur- uh, Joe's tweet is quote tweeting the original tweet that the Islanders have the link to. Again, it's the Islanders' puppy with a purpose. You can go and name the dog. We're looking to get the name Murph going in the right direction and hopefully get this new puppy uh, yeah. named Murph. Do it. Be, I think a great gesture and a great, uh, and, and Islanders, if you're listening, screw the vote, just make it Murph. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> just give it to him. That's a, that's a fantastic idea. Absolutely. Like that would be a great way to honor a former equipment manager. Absolutely. Yeah. And a, and a wonderful story. Forget all the other names. Get the, another name next year behind the, behind the story as well. So again, you can go to the Islanders website or go to their Twitter um, it was their tweet about uh, at three o'clock in the afternoon. There's a link there on the website on the, on Twitter, and you can follow the link and and give Murph a write-in vote, and we can let's go, try Murph. and get this. Yeah, let's do it, Murph. Let's go. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I hope that works out. I hope you know. Honestly, I hope the Islanders just see this gain traction, and they're like, forget it. Yeah. Just it's Murph. Don't even do the vote. Would be just a great story again, especially yeah. kind of honoring that tradition and, and a great story, and then kind of that family togetherness that John Ledecky and, and Scott Malkin try to foster with with Islanders alumni and anyone who's been associated with the organization. So what a, a what a another great way to open up a new building and, and honor a new season by honoring someone that was part of the Islanders family in the past and someone yeah. that the team has already done uh you know a great job in um you know helping to take care of when he was going through a rough time. So again, you can go to the Islanders website and vote the name Murph as your right in vote. But Sean I think it's time to see what's on tap. I think it's time to see what's on tap. And now, it's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. That's right, folks. It is time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels. So, Christian, you're the man with the plan here on What's on Tap. So, what is on tap for the New York Islanders? Well, real hockey, baby. That's what's on tap. That's right. Islanders play the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes to yes. open up the season for what feels like the hundred millionth time. <laughs> to start a season. To start a season. Yes, we covered that. Yes, we have. But the Carolina Hurricanes obviously went through some major changes during the yeah. offseason. Doug Unexpected Hamilton changes. not there. Totally right. changing up their goaltending duo. Uh, and obviously... Still don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. Still don't get it. Very interesting decision, nonetheless, by the Carolina Hurricanes. Of course, they made waves or created a bit of a storm, if you will, uh, oh, man. by um, offer sheeting Yesperi. I'm going to mess this name up. You already did. What? How do I? I don't know. Yesperi sure Kakanemi. Yesperi Kakanemi. Kakanemi, I believe, is the last Kakanemi, name. Yeah. Best of luck on the first name. I think it's Yesperi. Okay. Um, 
but they claimed him from the Montreal Canadiens. He's going to be, um, you know, he's a younger player, fits in well into what Carolina is trying to do there. Obviously a guy with a solid uh, off, uh, defensive game, but he struggled to find some consistency last year with the Montreal Canadiens on the offensive side. Although that might change a bit this year because he's being moved from center to wing and he'll have a little less pressure on him in Carolina as far as being the guy uh, when it comes to that line that he's particularly on. But obviously the Carolina Hurricanes, we were talking about them before, mm. a lot of flux out is uh, Dougie Hamilton, which is, a, is a, big, a big change for them. You know, you look at some of the guys that they still have, uh, Jacob Slavin, uh, Tony D'Angelo joins the roster, which right. will be an interesting... A uh, controversial move. It's been a very controversial <laughs> move. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Frederick Anderson and uh, Antti Ranta as the goaltending duo yeah. for the Carolina Hurricanes. Nino Niederreiter up front with the other Sebastian Ajo. Yes. Uh, centering yes. that top line for the, the Hurricanes. Uh, Vincent Trocek. We could see Ajo versus Ajo. We probably won't. We probably won't. We probably but I mean, won't, but I mean, that's, maybe eventually. That's been, I think, every Islander fan's dream since Sebastian Ajo got a shot in the league. Was right. the Ajo Did, versus Has that happened before? I think it. I think it. Has. It might have. I think it has. Maybe uh, once. I don't know. If I don't you're know listening, sure. please let us know in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe some. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, not. Yes, it has. There Mel you Armenia. go. Mel Quick Armenia to, backing us up. Like Quick always. to produce. There you go. So there has been some Aho on Aho action, as, yes, as she I, put it. I don't so feel comfortable happily. saying that. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took it for you. Don't worry. <laughs> but the Hurricanes, they um, obviously had a great season last year. They yeah. went 36, 12, and 8 in their division. Uh, obviously got knocked out pretty quickly in the playoffs. But, again, a, a strong regular season. A little bit of a surprise getting knocked out as early as they did uh, yeah. in the postseason. So they'll be looking to to kind of persist and, and be that pesky team and that, that strong team in the, in the new in the new, the reform Metro right. Metro division. And, and again, the Islanders have always had trouble with Car- Carolina for whatever reason, the good days and the bad days. The Carolina Hurricanes have always given the Islanders fits. So, yeah, um, not start, a great matchup. To start the season, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be um, the battle of two teams with, with very specific styles of play. Carolina, a very fast-paced team. Um, you know, a lot of speed, a lot of a lot of um, transition offense. The Islanders kind of play a similar way, but they've always never had the same uh, offensive speed that the that the Hurricanes have had. Obviously, we saw right. that in the 20, 2019 playoffs when the Islanders play the Hurricanes in the second round. But uh, you know, it's a couple of years ago at this point. But certainly a different, look, a new look Carolina Hurricanes team. Going to be interesting to see how the Islanders are going to come out gunning, but it'll be interesting to see how they start. I this year. I think it's not it isn't a better look for the Carolina Hurricanes. I think no, I think I, their off season they they took a step back. We'll see how big. We'll see if I'm even right. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like it's a phrase you've used a lot tonight, Sean. I I try to keep it safe sometimes, play it safe. But I think I think they're going to be a little more vulnerable this year, and that's why I think the Islanders ultimately end up topping them for the division. Yeah. But look, that's uh, not to say they're not going to be a tough out. I think they're going to be a tough team. Yeah. I just don't. I don't look at the Carolina Hurricanes like I did in years past and go, "Oh snap, that's going to be a tough team." I was going to curse, so I, I, I had to change the word. But, <laughs> oh snap! Oh snap! That's going to be a tough team. <laughs> no, I just, I just nice. don't look at them and go, "Oh man, that's going to be that's going to be a, a tough opponent." They they have the yeah. talent there when you have a team with, that has Aho, um, you know, and and a lot of the other the other assets that they have. Um, even with the weaker defense, I would say I don't. I don't understand I, the love affair that that certain teams have with Tony D'Angelo's game. I mean, you take uh, take aside the fact that what you view of his his personal yeah. opinion, right, right, right. Put that put that aside. Mm-hmm. Tony D'Angelo's game has never been something that that 
strikes me as, wow, this this kid is going to really do something in this league. He had one good year, and that's how he got – how he stuck around with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, he had all this crap happen off the ice or on the ice – with a, a tinge everywhere, of, everywhere, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, not not commenting on his, his personal beliefs, but yeah. it, it just doesn't seem like like he's he's a guy that's going to find that consistent presence and and be an asset to your team without having a lot of baggage that comes along with it. And, and quite frankly, it's not to me. It's not worth it. Um, but so I I, I find yeah. their 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 tr- attempt to try and fill the the void that Dougie Hamilton left. Yeah, interesting by their their what they've done. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was filled well to be to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, how much that affects their overall standing in in the in the league this season, we'll find out, but I think it's a step back for them and and I again, I think that just, you know, plays into in the Islanders' favor as far as coming out of this division. And look, I don't care if they get a banner or not for winning the division. I just, you know, I just think, look, you want to get as much home ice as you can. And and I think that's where it starts. That's that's where your mindset is. I mean, I don't care if they finish one through five. You know, as far as playoff positions go, you know, if it's a wild card, yeah. it's a wild card. They've proven that once they get in, all bets are off. It doesn't matter where they finish. They're a playoff team. They turn it on when the playoffs start. And like we said earlier, I'm not afraid of coming out of that. You know, of anybody in that division, regardless of where they finish, as long as they get into the dance, that's all that matters. Well, that is still a long ways away, but yes, closer is the Islanders' second game of the week. <laughs> a little closer, yes. And that would be down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the Sunshine State against the Florida Panthers. The Panthers coming off a big announcement the other day with the signing of Sasha Barkov to an eight-year deal worth $10 million per. It's a which lot is a huge, of dough. It's a lot of dough, but it's also a huge, um, I, I would say, momentum builder for them going into the season considering Barkov is, is always viewed as one of the you know the top guys in this league and someone that I think always kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes because similar to how certain players have gotten lost in the shuffle when they've played on Long Island he plays down in Florida and that attention is not there for the Florida Panthers they're going to be a good team this year it's going to be a tough game I'll be down there for the Islanders, Florida Panthers excellent, game. Excellent. So you can follow along at C underscore Arnold zero one. There of you course, go. Check out NYIHockeyNow.com <laughs> for all the live coverage on the road from Florida. You can the, tell us when the second period gets underway. I can tell you when the second period gets underway. <laughs> uh, listen, someone, I think it was Rich. I think he was being, I think he was being facetious a little bit. But Rich the Isles tweeted me back and, and thanked me because he was, uh, he was following along on Twitter, so. That's funny. Some people, some people do appreciate it. Not when, when, when 15 people do it. It's just not necessary. You got everybody. You, B-Comp, Staple. B-Comp Gross. No, I'm just saying generally speaking, the whole second period's underway. Don't need it. No Achari out for the Panthers as well. That's a big loss for them. So they have to find a replacement. That will see how that impacts the way that they're able to compete this season. I mean, again, Florida, I think, is going to be a good team down there. Um Listen, the Florida Panthers are always that team that kind of has has these weird seasons. They go from having a great year one year to right. like three years of of just obscurity. Sure. And, no, I th- uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna give Tampa a run for their money in that division this season. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they are aren't the team that toppled them this year. You think it'll? I mean, I mean, the preseason game alone in Orlando between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers was was worth the. Was worth the ticket to watch. Yeah, give us more. Um, that is going to be a fun rivalry to come. And where I was going, going with that too is now the Panthers are back on that upswing for a couple yes. of years now. Obviously, the Islanders have faced them in the postseason before. 
Um, and, you know, we've seen what, what's happened there. And obviously Florida is, is a good team. Yeah. Um, I think it's they're going to be an interesting team to, down to watch in that division. And I, I kind of agree with you, Sean. I think they're going to give Florida, uh, Florida, Tampa, Tampa, Florida. I guess you're technically not wrong. Right. Yeah. They're going to give Tampa a run <laughs> for their money. I don't know if they, they have it in them this year to to thwart them. But, I, I mean, they're going hey, to give them a run for their money. Two deep runs to the cup. They lose some very significant pieces. Florida brings in Reinhardt. They got a good deep squad, too. I think maybe it's it's coming more down to how Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky yeah. kind of man the fort between the pipes. Yeah. That might be what I mean, it comes down to over there. has been the thing in the last couple of years, right? Sergei Bobrovsky was supposed to come down there and be the automatic number one, and it's just kind of <laughs> that entire plan yeah, has, has kind of no. blown up yeah. uh, in their face a little bit. But, right. you know, it, it, it's intriguing, but we'll get, a, we'll get a firsthand look at that when the Islanders play the Florida Panthers on Saturday. I am excited. Regular season hockey yeah. is coming. They finally count. And those are two great games to start the season with. Little little early season litmus test yes. for the Islanders yes. against the Canes and the Panthers. It'll be a litmus test to see if I wake up the next morning for my early flight home. That remains to be seen. I heard you had a, a little rough time with that in the past, making your yeah. flights. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Have we ever talked about this story on, on the podcast? I don't think so. I, I think it's... Should I tell it? Is, is it worth... People care about my travel, my stupidity when it comes to traveling? I mean, I, I doubt it, but you can tell us anyway. I, I mean, tell us. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Short story. Go ahead. Well, Thomas Panic wants, us, wants them to bring back the rat. Bring back the rats. Sure. Mel, our media wants to know. Okay. All right. So, sure. so obviously everyone knows that I flew down for the Islanders game seven. Obviously. To Tampa. Well, because it was on social media. You know what, Sean? I don't want to tell it anymore. You have a ch- oh, about- go ahead, buddy. Come on. Look, pal. I brought you a Yoo-Hoo and everything. Come on. Here, it's for you. There you go. That'll make Such you feel better. Tell the story. Have your Yoo-Hoo. What? Throw that around the studio. Jerk. Come on. The short version is, I was supposed to fly out early the next morning. After the game, I had a 740 flight. Yeah. It took about an hour to get back from the arena the night before because my Uber driver kept getting lost trying to find the hotel, which was not a good sign for a trip that was already disastrous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, between getting stuck in the tarmac at LaGuardia for two hours, mm. barely making it to the arena in time for the puck drop because of that, and then getting lost in the Uber home. And well, to add to that, because I was I was trying to be sneaky yeah, and, and keep all the plans that I had set for that the following day on Saturday, mm. I booked a 740 flight. Mm. Woke up at nine o'clock. Missed my flight. Nice job, buddy. Yeah, it was bad. Way to go, Josh. Not only that, Josh Hosang. <laughs> not only that, but then the flight I rebooked on got delayed till four, and I had to beg this this teller at the American Airlines desk to to get me on an earlier flight that was taking off in like twenty minutes from when, where we were standing at that point. And I did, and I made it. Congratulations, man! And it was a very expensive journey home. That's for sure. That's rough. That's rough. Well, Christian Arnold, everybody, that was tales. From the Christian. Well, I'm sure it'll happen again. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be that, it just that might. guy. So the last thing on tap, which we want to remind you guys about, October 30th, <laughs> the New York... What's that? What do you got? What's, what's happening? <laughs> CA Travel Adventures brought to you by RJ Daniels. What's on tap? <laughs> Everything. We have it all here. Thomas Panic killing it in the chat. Killing it in the chat. We need a travel vlog. I don't think we do, Mel. I don't I, think so. Uh, People seem so. to be in, enjoyed. Christian, enjoyed. If, you, if you want to try my, that out, my travel woes. You're, you're, you're welcome to give it a shot. But, folks, October 30th, Islanders versus the Pred yep. in Nashville. Now, I don't know if you all looked at your schedules lately, but the game time actually changed. 
It was previously 2 o'clock. It is now a 1.30 puck drop, which doesn't change a whole lot. We're still having the viewing party. We're still theming it in Halloween, and it's going to be a great time. We're probably going to bump the show up. No, we are going to bump the show up to noon yeah. from 12.30. Not probably. Yeah, no, that's actually been set in stone. Logistically, we've already done this. Yes, we've actually, it's on the flyer, so it's official. I don't know why you're being coy about it. I've been very coy tonight for some reason. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Can I so, have that yoo Dude, no, you threw it on the floor. Get it yourself. <laughs> you closer. Nope, sorry. Sorry, pal. You're just going to have to wait. You know, you have it before bed. Right? Oh, look at this. Wow. That's entertaining. Christian, just walking walking past RJ Daniels to get his yoo You're going to, yeah, have it. Yoo-hoo's delicious. I know you like Dude, it. Finish your story. Yeah. So anyway, October 30th, <laughs> Islanders Predators, Hockey Night New York viewing party at RJ Daniels, the place to be to watch the Isles when you can't get to I'm the game. I'm afraid this is going to... I hope it does. Just just keep it away from the board, all right? For crying out loud. Yeah. So anyway, oh, yeah. See, he he's, he can't even open his U. He can't even get the straw in the box. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Oh, there we go. I got it. I got it. Oh, congratulations. There you go. Oh. oh, man. I mean, with all the experience you have with juice boxes, I thought this would have been a cinch. But, you know, it's the pressure of being on there. I understand. It's live television. Well, not television, but you understand. Live streaming. Live Twitch TV. Twitch.tv. Uh-huh. How's, how's that you, who, buddy? Great, great. You're really, really filling the role oh, now. That's good. Christian, Christian the boy Arnold. So, <laughs> so yes, let's try to get this plug out, of, out here. October 30th, RJ Daniels. Be there. Be there. Viewing party. Costumes. We're getting started at 12. The bar's going to open at 11. A boozy brunch. Going to have a great brunch menu going for you. Obviously, all the Islander specials. Sean and I have our specials. costumes. We have picked out costumes, ladies and gentlemen. Last week, we said we, we were still figuring it out. We are no longer figuring it out. We know what we're doing. It's going to be a lot of fun. In fact, RJ Daniels is getting involved, too. We got a little themed situation going. I don't know if we're ready to drop it yet. I don't know if we're going to keep it a secret or not. I mean, you I know, just, just want people to show up fun. in costumes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just show up and also show up in costumes. But again, if, if you don't want to be fun, you can just show up not in costume. And then, you know, we'll judge you silently behind your back. But that's fine. No, but seriously, come out. It's going to be an awesome time. We're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of people coming down. Islanders Predators. It's going to be a great game. going to be a great time. We're going to do giveaways, raffles, prizes like we always do. We'll have some fun. And, uh, you know, the whole Halloween thing is going to add an extra flavor, too. We'll have a best yeah. costume contest. Yeah. And we're going to have some great prizes. And the raffles always go to a good cause. Yep. You know, we've done Jam Cancer in the ba- in the past. We've done Same Here. We've done the Islanders Children's Foundation. So mm-hmm. we'll be choosing one of those one of those causes. We haven't chosen one yet, but we yeah. will. And uh, always a good time. So tell your friends, tell your fam, get everybody down. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll be plugging that from now until October 30th. Come on down. It's going to be a great time. Yes, it's going to be a great time. Tony the Tiger. That was What's on Tap, brought to you by RJ Daniels, American Bar and Grill. Yes, it was. And Christian, what are your thoughts on swinging this right in to the hero? We'll take a little break. And then you got that? <laughs> yeah, it's moving the mic. <laughs> and then we'll go in to the Hero of the Week. So, folks, I want to thank you all for hanging out with us here on this fine October Monday night and tuning in at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. And, of course, listening on your favorite podcast providers. We're going to take that break. And then we'll be right back. The only thing better than a great Long Island deli is a great Long Island deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. 
Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels, along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, half price hero this week, which is the Sally with grilled roast beef, sautéed onion, mushrooms, fresh mozzarella on a toasted garlic hero. Get it for half price all week starting tomorrow. That's Tuesday through next Sunday where we will announce a brand new half off hero. Stop it to mention Hockey Night in New York for half off the Sally. so Christian. Well, I, I want to interrupt you. I know we're doing this whole thing, but I of feel course. like we need to jump in here and, and come back to the... What I was getting to is it appears the Islanders roster is up, at least as of now, what on we got the here? NHL media site, and it appears, mm-hmm. according to the uh, media site for the National Hockey League, Semyon Varlamov is starting the year on the IR. What? He is listed right now on the IR. Uh, well, well, well. Jacob Skarik... Uh-huh. As the other goaltender listed along with Ilya Sorokin, Corey Schneider's contract or, or name is not on this roster, which means his contract hasn't been filed yet. Um, looking through it real quick as well, Sebastian Ajo is there, Josh Bailey, Barzell, Bo- Bovillier, Zidane Chara, Zizekas, Clutterbuck, Noah Dobson, Green, Hickey is still here on the roster, which is interesting. Ross Johnston, Leo Komarov, Anders Lee, so, uh, Scott Mayfield, Brock Nelson, Jen Gabriel Pajot, Palmieri, Parisi, Pelic, Pulak, and as I mentioned, Skarik and Sorokin, Varlamov on the IR, and Oliver Wallstrom. So Varlamov's on the, on the IR is what yes. you're saying. That's pretty much what we're, we're taking from this. Yes. <laughs> we don't know exactly what that means yet, but perhaps, perhaps what I was alluding to before could be where they're going with this. But there you have it. It looks like we might be seeing Ilya Sorokin and Corey Schneider to start the year with Varlamov on the IR. Yeah. And that opens up a slot. For an extra player, for an extra forward, because somebody moves into that role, that spot that Varlamov had. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Also, notice Matt Martin's name not on there either. Interesting. Not a name I mentioned. Interesting. Could be another. Well, it would it would show him on the IR. If they're showing Varley on the IR, they would show Martin on the IR. So who knows what that means? But there you have it, folks. Semi Varlamov. On IR, so again, I believe that means he's he's gotta he's gotta stay off the off the team for a week. That means they it opens up a roster spot for the week, and we'll see what else develops. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Again, also uh, have the contract for Schneider. Have the um, a couple other contracts that we didn't mention that were not there, but we know the Islanders have it. it, it Interesting, interesting times for the Islanders. That is for sure. <laughs> yes. So sorry, I was trying let's to let's do the heroes here. Well, yeah, Melamine is asking, but Skarik is in his place. 
I don't. I don't think he will. I don't be. think. I think he's just uh, yeah. listed right now because he's, the contract is filed. The, I don't, I don't right. Think, I don't think Corey Schneider's contract has been filed filed right. with the National Hockey. Yeah, League. I think. I think that. Well, no, the picture will be much clearer tomorrow. Obviously, we're seeing. I guess whatever they got going on right now. But I think once they actually file the the rosters and, and they release them officially tomorrow, we'll, we'll understand. But I don't think Skarik is is actually going to be right. No, on he's not going to be on the roster. So right. He'll be down. I he'll think be it, yeah. up in Bridgeport, down in Bridgeport, whatever the saying is. Right, right. So with that out of the way, what do you say we get back to the hero? Right, right, right. So, Christian, tell us, who do you got? Um, Who do I got? Really? <laughs> really, man? <laughs> no, I know who I have. Okay. It's Anders Lee, Islanders captain. Boom. Had a heck of a two games back. Obviously, didn't get to play in that third game because of the power failure at the Prudential Center, but... Two games, two strong outings for the Islanders captain in his first two games back since re- since returning from the um, surgery and the injury that ended his season last year. Two goals in the game against the New York Rangers, a goal against the Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday in Bridgeport. So everything you could hope to see out of Matt Bar- uh, at, at, at Undersley, as well as teaming well with Barzal again and finding that chemistry pretty quickly, as well as with Kyle Palmieri. Um, which is which is a great sign for that top line because there are a lot of uh, high hopes and a lot of expectations on that top line to yeah. really to really be the offensive lightning rods that the Islanders didn't have last year with Lee out. Well, Christian, speaking of the first line, my hero also plays in the first line, but it's not Anders Lee. It's Matt Barzell. And there he is hmm. because he had two goals against the Rangers as well. But I like your pick. I think uh, when you see the official hero on social media tomorrow, it's probably going to be Anders, but I chose Matt. Matt's looking good in the preseason, and just to to your point, I mean, it's going to be really nice to see a full first line yeah. with Anders Lee, Matt Barzell, and Kyle Palmieri. Yeah, will be uh, will be a, a good thing for the Islanders. Something that everyone's been calling for to have Palmieri on that top line, and someone uh, obviously to have Lee back on there and be able to play that that role he does and that net front presence that the Islanders didn't have last year. Yeah, for sure. So, folks, there you have it once again. Your heroes of the week, Anders Lee and Matt Barzell, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagel, Half Price Hero, The Selly. Head on over to BLD, mention HNINY, and get half off The Selly. All right. So, Christian, before we wrap things up, why don't we do some viewer questions real quick? Okay. And then we'll, we'll wrap it up. All right. Well, give me a second here. Okay. See what you got here. Let's see what you got. Sean, you should have kept it as Bo. That would have been funny. I considered it, but figured actually show the actual guy that, that we picked this time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. You know, I, I figure, you know, I made up for it by forgetting to hit the button for the sound coming out of the Right, back. right, right. Right. So what do you got? I, I know I saw some questions earlier on uh, in the show here, so I know you got something there, buddy. Come on. Question for later. Thomas Panic. If Lou... Yeah. Oh, this is not a serious question. <laughs> if Lou inked Shawnee and Stanley's shirt to a contract, would the average age of the team change? It would get older. It Thomas Panic. It would get even older than it already is. So probably not in the Islanders' best interest, but I do appreciate the, the consideration. <laughs> what do you got, Christian? I'm still looking. I don't see too many questions. Unbelievable. Yeah, so far, all of the questions that I see are facetious. <laughs> they are not serious questions. So I'm going to go back to the bottom. You keep looking, and I'm going to go back to the bottom. Is Galashev going to play in Bridgeport or return to KHL? 
I think he will go back to KHL, and that's just an opinion. <laughs> Did you say that without the thaw on purpose? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Golashev go back to KHL. <laughs> he play in a- KHL. Yeah, I, I think, what was it? Uh, I think it was Arthur we were talking to, mm-hmm. I believe, who said that, you know, if, if he doesn't crack the team, he might be more inclined to just go back to the KHL than play down at Bridgeport. I mean, look, could be wrong, but... I think that's going to be the case. He's obviously not going to be part of the team to start the season, so I think he's going to go back. That's yeah. A, that's my opinion. I, I think that's the the logical choice, at least for him and in his mind, and would be best for his career. I don't know if he wants to go down to the, the AHL and kind of play there. And, you know, there's not too much of a role right now for him to play with the Islanders, so I think that makes it tougher. Um, you know, that makes it tougher for him to – to find the upside in staying here when he can go back to the KHL and probably get some, a pretty nice paycheck. Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. So what do you got? There's no questions. There's no questions. No, they're all facetious or sarcastic. Yeah, everybody's having fun in the chat, which is good. Which is good. Yeah, I don't see anything either. I don't want to waste anybody's time. So do you have any questions, Christian? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> all right. So I think <laughs> I, I have any questions. <laughs> I guess we can wrap it up, folks. Yeah. I guess so, unless you want to sneak something in here at the end. But what kind of trade value does Bellows have? I think he has some decent value. I think the preseason, um, he, had a, he had a strong preseason. I think he's still a young player with a lot of offensive upside and um, someone that I think any team would happily take on their roster. I don't, you know, he's, I don't know what the Islanders are getting back from without more being included in the deal, but he's certainly a guy that has trade value. I mean, it's part of a pick. package. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part of a package. That if you were talking about any sort of real player, probably you need, you know, another player or two involved in that. Yeah. I think him on his own, you're looking at a draft pick. I mean, pick your round, second, third, yeah. maybe third round pick. I don't know. It's, it's tough to gauge because he hasn't really proven anything yet. Right. I mean, he still has potential. He still has some upside, and that's what they're hoping to kind of get out of this guy, but it hasn't happened yet. So it's tough to say, you know, for a guy that hasn't been able to crack the lineup yet, what they're going to get. I, I would say nothing that's going to wow you. Right, right. You know? So it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Isles record after this week. It's a fair question. 2 0 0. 2 0 0. Christian going positive. Andy Graziano, who? I mean, now we, now we get the flip side of that. I wasn't expecting that out of you. 2 0 0, huh? Yeah, I think they'd be Florida and I think they'd be Carolina. Me too. Uh, 3 2 in Carolina and a 4 a score. 1 game in Florida. 4 to 1 in yeah. Florida. I don't think that's happening. Lee has two goals. Lee has two goals against Florida. Yeah. Christian busting out the crystal ball. That you who making you confident over there? What's going on here? All right. Very good. Well, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah. So I'm going to play that music. That song. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with us here. As always, at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. A huge, huge thanks to Joe Pantorno of AM New York for joining us tonight. Great stuff from him. And, of course, a very special thanks to our sponsors, starting with RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. The best place to catch the aisles when you can't make it to the game. And remember, don't just go for the aisles. They have live music, comedy nights, trivia, a late-night bar scene. They have it all. And, of course, a huge thanks to Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, official partner of the New York Islanders and the greatest 
deli around. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for the great selections and the hockey-themed heroes. And, of course, a huge thanks to Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at thaitechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. And of course, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Whoops. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Spread the word. Follow Christian on Twitter at C underscore Arnold01. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for Christian Arnold. My name is Sean Cuthbert. We've been Hockey Night New York. We will see you next week. Bye. Nice to meet you at the right button.